Hello humans, hope all is well with you wherever you are. So we've reached the end of May. It's been, it's gone, and you may be thinking, Ames, what gives? We haven't had an episode this month. Sort it out, you little slacker. Well, yep, I'll come clean. I haven't had the time to play and record a full story-based episode this month for two main reasons. Firstly, the world is beginning to open up again here in the UK following the success of the old vaccine rollout. So I've been doing a lot of catching up with family and having some actual FaceTime with friends rather than just staring at my laptop screen going, you're muted, mate. Is the lag on your end or mine? Oh, no, you've gone again. For fuck. And the second reason is that much to my delight, I work in the games industry and my job gets very busy in the build up to E3, a mammoth gaming event that happens every June where major new games are announced, new tech is unveiled, celebs make cameos, it's a whole thing. This year it's happening digitally, so all of us lovable nerds will be gathered around a monitor with a slice of pizza in one hand and a bevy in the other, patiently waiting to see what E3 2021 has in store. As it happens, me and Ben Craig, one of my lovely hosts who joined me on the recent episodes for COTA, We've celebrated E3 for the last decade and we get super into it. We even make our own bingo cards with predictions on what games are going to be shown. And this year, as lockdown restrictions are lifting, Ben is coming down to London to join me for the opening event of E3 2021. I am beyond excited, so we thought, what the heck, we don't have a proper episode planned this month. So let's record a cheeky bonus episode for May, <laughs> bonus, in which we chat about the upcoming E3, share our predictions for the event, and just get really excited about all the games we hope we're going to be seeing more of. I'll pop back at the end uh, just to wrap things up. Enjoy. Ben, June is here. What does that mean? E3? No, it means um, lots of chubby men are going to go out and bathe in parks. No, it means E3! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> You're cheering for the for the chubby men in parks, aren't you? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It is E3 season. So many announcements are happening. Do you want to take us through your predictions so far? Okay. My first prediction is... The Xbox conference will open with Starfield, the new Bethesda title by Tom Howard. It will be more of a trailer than a gameplay reveal. There will Mm -hmm. be talk about the concept of what Starfield the game is, much like how they did when they were doing going for the concept art. Fallout 4. Yeah, the concept art aspect of it. Um, but no gameplay. It will star Tom Cruise, apparently, I keep hearing. Oh, I keep hearing rumours about Tom Cruise. Yeah, they yeah. had Keanu last year, or the year before, actually, wasn't it? I keep forgetting about the COVID, COVID era. <laughs> so I think that's possible. I think they will reveal that um, and that it will be slated for 2022. Nice. I think that's a solid prediction. Yeah. I think they will open with Starfield because I think Xbox want to communicate this this new partnership that they've had and that speaks volumes about their stake in exclusive titles, obtaining more developers. Um, so, yes, I think it's a really good first message for them to start with. Absolutely. No, I'm with you there. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Okay. My second prediction is Halo will be shown around the middle of the conference. It will be a look at the story, mainly centering around Chief versus the Brutes. 
and the open nature approach to the gameplay. I don't think there's going to be a sign of Cortana or the Prometheans. I think Bonnie Ross will come out and do some damage control for her PR speak. I don't think, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they'll wheel out Joseph Staten like Hannibal Lecter. I just, I, I don't think they'll do it. I think old fans of the old trilogy would like that, but I think they want Halo to stand on its own merits. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it will look vastly better than it did last year. And based on based on that image that Xbox released very recently where they had Spartans at the top and like a Starfield thing at the bottom, I think they're going to do a multiplayer reveal as well with a beta releasing imminently. Wow. Yeah. No, you know what? It, hey, it, it's got to look better than it did last year, right? Um, I I think you might be onto something there. I love the idea of Joseph uh, Staten just getting like wheeled out, like they 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 open a cupboard every three, <laughs> like the old Christmas decorations, just dust him off and drag him out onto the stage. Well, the thing is, the fans would love it, but I just don't yeah. think it's right. I don't think it's right that they should do that. And you are a huge Halo fan, so you speak for some of the people. Yeah, I, just to con- consolidate that theory about the beta, they've had an extra year to work on it, so that beta should really be in tip-top shape. They've already said they're going to try and do beta, so that would be an awesome reveal for them to go, right, it's dropping pretty much imminently. Enjoy, try it out. Yeah, the ultimate mic drop for Xbox. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, Because it's, it's going to be free to pay as well the multiplayer and they want to stick the landing when it really releases so that's why they'll do it as yeah, well yeah i think so you also mentioned um because i saw your predictions roll in on on email and you also mentioned playstation and obviously they aren't there they are well, that's the thing i always do the same thing i'm always like oh we'll hear about oh no we won't yeah um, i keep but forgetting they probably will do a state of play mm. um at some point over the summer so i will allow any predictions that allude to their eventual summer event that they do so okay. we can we can include sony so if you want to include that third one because mine's kind of similar okay. so you go ahead with that one okay so basically my sony one was so playstation when they reveal god of war 2 yep. it will be beautiful but it will be pushed back from its original 2021 release date. Boy. I mean, yeah, I personally, we've heard not a peep out of Kratos since uh, since the last, uh, God knows how long. I mean, it was slated for uh, 2021 early this year, wasn't it? Spring. And obviously that hasn't happened. So yeah, I, we haven't heard enough for me to be confident that it will be uh, a 2021 release. I just think as well, with the first game, they really struggled to get it out the door on time, but it worked out in the end. Mm. It was a great game based on how successful the previous game was, they've got to allow that developer the time it needs to really mm. give that game what it needs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'll move on to... I've got some quick takes. Quick takes. Um, and this is interesting. So I think that neither Fable or Perfect Dark or Beyond Good and Evil will be present at E3. The, the latter breaks my heart, but we'll talk about that in more detail. I, I just feel like we won't see a peep from any of them okay cool all right so that's one of your because I, I did originally say give me three but you you've given me way more than that and to be fair that's it's me and you we do e3 properly every year you know we get pizza we get bingo cards with our predictions written them on them we have a great old time so i yeah i don't i don't hold that against you <laughs> you know all. how so, crazy i get about games <laughs> i know i know hey i love it it's you know it's my lifeblood so neither fable perfect dark or beyond good and evil will be present at this year's e3 yeah. okay and what was your second uh quick fire, my second uh, quick fire prediction? will be the that there will be Star Wars game announcements from developers other than E3, but none of them will have anything to show beyond a title at the most. I think the only Star Wars 
visual reveal will be from EA. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so here are my predictions for E3 2021. Uh, I think there will be VR compatibility or some kind of integration revealed for Resident Evil 8. Yeah, I think that's a solid one. Yeah. I think the reason the reason I think that is because people want the the internet is thirsty for Lady Dimitrisk and if they can do anything else to bring people closer to her, I think they absolutely should. <laughs> um and I can imagine that there would be there would be a big demand for a Resident Evil 8 uh VR compatibility uh, or some kind of integrated integrated gameplay so i mean we saw it with seven obviously with um uh with vr where you sort of got like hounded by mia and you had the knife stuck in your leg so yep that i think that's something that i'm going to stick with for my predictions is there will be some kind of resident evil 8 vr integration uh my second prediction is that there will be a teaser trailer of a new Bioshock. Oh, I hope so. I so hope so. It's time, goddammit. It's time. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I recently, I actually saw a job posting recently. This is just me on the internet being a super sleuth. I saw a job posting for a new writer, like a staff writer for Bioshock. And I was like, oh, that means one of two things. That either means that it's so far along in development that they just need someone to come in and kind of do the audio logs and, and kind of pad out the law or it means it's barely left the gate do you know what I mean and, and they need a writer to kind of man the helm so I don't really know what to make of that but who knows let's hope my third final prediction I also did a couple of little wild card ones for you my final and third prediction is that Xbox and this is quite a big one I think I'm taking a gamble here but Xbox will reveal not one but two brand new IPs that are Game Pass Day One exclusives. Mm, I think that's doable. Yeah, because... Yeah, it's not completely out there, but it's like, hmm, okay. Because, look, with new IPs, even if they're all AAA exclusives, you get your heavy hitters and your less heavy hitters, shall we say. So I think that's doable. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think they, they haven't really had a massive amount of next-gen exclusives. Like, obviously, PlayStation had Returnal recently, um, and uh, The Medium, which was an Xbox exclusive, a Game Pass um, day one, I think that kind of went under the radar a little bit. So I think they could do with having some more uh, some more IPs. So let's see. Let's see how that goes down. And then my final couple of quickies, if you will, were that Little Devil Inside will get a fixed release date. That game looks good. It looks really cool. It was unveiled, uh, I think, during the Sony State of Play last year. Pretty um, yeah. yeah, and um, it looks amazing, and it's just really awesomely cute and creative little indie. It's slated at the moment for July 2021, so I think I'm pretty safe in saying that that will get a fixed release date. And then finally, because I had to obviously marry up with yours, your Sony one, um, I also think that Sony will unveil some tentative God of War gameplay when they eventually do their Summer of Gaming event. And I think that they will reveal that you will be playing at least part of it as Atreus. And that's my wildcard entry. Oh, I disagree. Oh, what do you mm. think? Well, I think obviously they will reveal it somewhat soon, however they will. But um, mm. they won't reveal that. That will be a mid-game or end-game twist. Bit like an Abby Ellie sort of Last of Us situation. I mean, I, I, mean, I definitely think that Kratos will die. I think they have set up the boy, the boy, boy. as being a, a, a worthy successor to him if they develop that character in the right way. 
Um, mm. So I think that be was served as a twist. So moving on then to what we're most looking forward to, the things that we we don't think are going to happen, but boy, we hope. And if we had any say in the matter of E3, it absolutely would. So what are your... What are you most looking forward to about E3? When you asked me this, I interpreted it differently. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you you can tell by what I've written. So basically... But to be fair, I agree with all of them. So let's go all through of your... Them. Yeah. <laughs> so first I would say the awkward moments resulting in beautiful memes. Oh, the meme, the meme, the... Uh, the yeah, we'll be fed some amazing memes. The spectacle and the countdown towards each... Um, each conference yeah Yeah. Yeah, i love the countdown i just feel my blood pumping it's i I love it it's what i look forward to um being able to peel myself away from the screen at ea's endless sports section for an extended (laughs) coffee and pee break (laughs) i'm exactly the same it's really bad sorry ea if you're listening it's just like they put on their business suits and their business caps for a second. It just feels like when they're on stage talking about the sports games, they're talking to shareholders more than they are gamers. That's probably true because, I mean, the whole thing's... They're very, very heavily sponsored, aren't they? They're aligned with a lot of different brands. So it could it could be that. It could be that, you know... And also, it's the same game every year. FIFA fans will probably at me on Twitter for this, but I, I do think that they make Wayne Rooney slightly uglier and they probably make the grass a little bit more... <laughs> like high def but I don't I just I feel like there's a certain point you can get to with FIFA where you are just updating the roster and uh, yeah I've, I don't know I, I feel like EA belongs at E3 I mean they definitely do but it's a very different kind of audience and that does make it stand out like a sore thumb I always kind of get a bit of a buzz at seeing how like the developers and the PR people kind of use buzzwords you, just like their clever sort of marketing tactics and like just taking a shot every time someone says immersive and yeah. things like that really <laughs> there'll be a new one this year yeah connectivity integration something like that we could make a b- great bingo card we should do it and put oh, it on could. the we should put it on the M- that's a good oh idea my God, yeah ben let's make it and put it on the mgfa twitter i'm totally down for that yes let's do it I mean, you've got all of them here pretty much and then last but not least um the console war kids who tirelessly get into internet squabbles <laughs> trying to explain why the opposition's grand reveal in fact sucks <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I hate the comments, but I love them too. I never comment, but I just love watching these people just... It's it's so funny. Like, obviously, in, in my job, I deal with them a hell of a lot. And it is so funny sometimes, like, just seeing people, like, come out of the woodwork just to, like, spew hate on, like, one thing and then kind of retreat. And then somebody in the comments will have a go at them. It's almost like... I describe it like watching a bar fight from a safe distance. Like you can see the brawl unfolding. You can see people tapping each other on the shoulder and being like, you spilt my drink, but you just, you're not involved and it's great. And there's always <laughs> one person that wants to get the last word in as well. Yeah. So then that person's just about to leave the argument and they come back in. <laughs> and then um, branching off that uh, with the reveals, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Everwild by Rare. Yes, I really like the look of Everwild. Beautiful yeah. looking. 12 minutes, I think we might see a little bit, but we've seen something recently of that. Seasons yeah. by Scavenger Studio. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. 
Uh, that was a PlayStation reveal. Oh, sorry, it won't be at EA, won it? At E3. EA, E3. <laughs> e- oh, it won't God, be at E3, but it might be, it might be unveiled at Sony's. Yeah. Because I think, I think 12 Minutes was... Um, I can't remember where 12 Minutes was unveiled. But yeah, Seasons. Um, that's cool. What Seasons like? What does it look like? It looks like a Studio Ghibli film. It looks beautiful and in its art style. And it looks quite minimalist in its level design. I... I yeah, I don't really know much about it, to be fair, but it just looks really pleasing to the eye. I'm really gutted. Uh, one of mine that I was going to put on my list, and I, I sort of ended up just kind of writing it off to the side, like a side note, but I was kind of gutted that Konami skipped because I was sort of thinking, oh, there's been a lot of rumours churning recently that Metal Gear Solid is going to get a Blue Point remaster slash remake, similar to that of Demon Souls and oh, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. So I'm really... like I never really got into the old school metal gear but everything i've seen about it really makes me think that i would love it so i feel like a blue point remaster remake would be a really cool thing yeah hopefully maybe it's state of play maybe at sony's event we'll hear more about that uh but i think all of those things you mentioned are just like the the dna of a brilliant e3 it's part of the charm, yeah. You know, they make up that absolutely classic environment that you're watching at home from your sofa. And we had a conversation about this recently, didn't we? About how, you know, it's it's weird that obviously E3's now gone digital and we're kind of like, oh, for us, there's really no difference. Like we've never really, I mean, even me as part of my job has never been to E3. Um, and I think it's just one of those things where actually you prefer the idea of a pizza and a beer shouting at the at the laptop or whatever uh, at the stream than you do a sweaty show floor filled with people filled with cues <laughs> so yeah all those things are fantastic we'll make a bingo card we'll put it on the twitter for you guys to fill out if you want to um we uh, obviously will be watching e3 so feel free to tweet along and kind of let us know what you're excited about my my wish list or my uh don't think it will happen but i'm excited and i hope I hope we get something on Elden Ring because that must be the most hyped game that we know nothing about ever. Everyone is obsessed with that game, but no one really knows anything about it. There was a reveal a few, I don't even know if it was two years ago now, maybe. Um, It was like George R.R. Martin was working with From Software and it was going to be like a Game of Thrones style Dark Souls game. And it does look super, super cool, but we got so little of a teaser that I don't even know if I can say that honorably anymore, like justifiably. I just want to know something more about it. I want to know that it's not been shelved. Uh, Yeah, I think that's, I don't think that's going to show. Yeah, me neither. I think that's in a bit of development hell. And I don't know why. If it's writing or if it's just the whole game coming together. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you're absolutely right. And on that sad note, I would like to be told that Beyond Good and Evil 2 isn't dead as a doornail. And again, I don't know whether development hell is the cause of this, but Beyond Good and Evil is one of my favourite games of all time. And it's a weird one for me because I'm excited on the one hand that they bring, they you know will be making a sequel and are making a sequel, but I also feel like Michel Ancel was such a big part of that, um, the creator of BG&E, but also Rayman. I feel like now he's off sunning himself on an animal ranch somewhere. Good for him. I mean, that's an amazing thing. Um, I feel like I don't know whether Ubisoft will be able to do a good job of it. And that's not me saying that Ubisoft is bad at making games at all, but... Um, I don't know whether they might open worldify it, Assassin's Creedify it too much and lose some of the really awesomely obscure nuances and story that were in the original. And that's something I'm concerned yeah, about. Yeah, I worry that they've approached it 
too grand of a scale, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, me too. I worry that they've looked at how they've approached it with its art style, with how it's going to sound, look, feel, but have they started from a gameplay aspect first and worked from there? I don't think they have, and I think that's possibly where they're struggling. Yeah, yeah, I think you might well be right. I mean, what I loved so much about Beyond Good and Evil, it, it was compared in many ways to sci-fi Zelda. People said it was like a sci-fi Zelda. The combat was really, really awesome. The kind of slow-mo, like martial arts-esque moves as you like swung the Daijo around. It was so cool. So I, yeah, I really hope that they are still working on it and I hope it's going to be a banger when it does eventually come out. Uh, my third hopeful is uh, there's a game uh, by a obscure-ish um, developing team called, I want to say it's Util Zero, Util Zero Games. Uh, U- yeah, Util, Util Zero Games. Um, basically, they're a, they're a team from China. And I'm sure you're aware of this, Ben. China have had a strange relationship with games consoles um, over the years. And in 2000, they actually banned games consoles completely. Um, and it wasn't until, I want to say, like 2015. It was quite a while that no one could really develop for consoles, which is why so many mobile games came out of China. Um, Lost Soul aside, looks like Devil May Cry meets Final Fantasy. And I'm so up for it. And I really want it to kind of like be a real big flagship for, you know, the Chinese game development scene. But I'm, yeah, I'm, we haven't seen masses of it, but we know it's happening. And it was originally started by just one dude. And now there's like a whole team and Sony's on board. So fingers crossed we might see more of that eventually. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about this game, but I It's do really like... obscure. Have a Google. It looks amazing. The set pieces look stunning. It's the obscure the games that stand out to me the most at E. E. I keep nearly saying EA, yeah. E3. <laughs> it's hard, man. <laughs> and speaking of my Final Fantasy addiction, uh, there's been a lot of rumours this week and last week that Final Fantasy are, well, Square Enix, are working with Team Ninja to create a sort of really challenging action RPG similar to Neo. And again, I'm like, cool. That's If they're taking the Final Fantasy IP and they want to do something pretty random and weird with it, I'm absolutely happy for that. It's not even really that random and weird if you consider that Final Fantasy has had several like rhythm action games out at this point and God knows what else. I think it's high time we went for a more action RPG focused approach and if the Team Ninja guys are behind it, I want to see more about that. So you've got three more on your wish list, haven't you? Do you want to take us through those? <laughs> You're so extra. I no, now I understand. I'm so extra. Now I can understand why you like, Ben, I asked for three points and you wrote 15. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew you would. I knew you would deep down and I love you for it. But you go ahead, get your last few points out. Right, with this, the gloves are off, the sleeves are rolled up and the top button is undone. Ooh. Oh my God, here he <laughs> goes. Here He's we go. loose and he knows it. We know there's a Kotal remake coming, but it's a far away it's off. We know that there's a time speed to this sequel coming, but it's a far ways off, unfortunately. Yeah, we do. I do think it's got to be the year, surely, that we see a new Splinter Cell. Oh, so my manager, <laughs> oh my God, shout out to you, Dan, if you do ever listen to this, but my, my lovely manager, uh, he always puts Splinter Cell on his uh, bingo card for E3 every single year since like, oh, since I the do st- too. Since it was too relevant. many years now. Yeah, yeah, I know you do quite a lot. And I mean, yeah, I think 
that time when it was like such a cock tease because it turned out that he was appearing in Rainbow Six Siege and everyone was just like, because, you know, we need a full Splinter Cell re-entry into the series, man, we really do. But I think with the Splinter Cell, I think it will follow suit with what Hitman's done. It will be a game as a service. I hope, and this is why it's in my wish list, because I hope to see that it does the following. I hope it it focuses on stealth and not action, because that's where they've gone wrong in the past. It needs to be a puzzle box that players, there's a new one every now and again, and people have to kind of figure it out and learn. The worst thing they can do with Splinter Cell is make it a, what do they call it? Like a sandbox game where you can solve the problem in 20 different ways. No, make it hard, Mm. make it challenging. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Because me and you, we played the heck out of Splinter Cell Conviction, didn't we? And, um, you know, we sort of really enjoyed the fact that every level and area had to be strategized and had to be kind of carefully fought through you couldn't really go in all guns blazing and splinter cell was the original stealth game that was done so well um you know as a kind of a a third person shooter so yeah i'm i'm really game and uh branching off that with what you said as well because i've had some good memories with you on splinter cell is oh, it's great the the multiplayer can be really good spice versus mercs the competitive was mm-hmm. ahead of its time when it was released back in the day. So with with ray tracing, that could be really interesting nowadays. Yeah. And then with yeah. the cooperative side of it, th- that could possibly where that could possibly be where they lean more into the action because because then they're pleasing two crowds, but they're staying true of yeah. the stealth as well. So I think that would be the perfect middle balance for Splinter Cell to to walk. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. And I think as well. Are you okay? I can't have got that off my chest. <laughs> you exercised that demon. Well I done. Have. I'm proud of you. Give yourself a cough up. You coughed up that furball. Well done. <laughs> oh, that must have been a struggle. Um, yeah. And I, I think also you made a brilliant point, which was if, uh, if Splinter Cell comes out with its own identity, it will be able to compete with the upcoming 007 game from IO Interactive, which yes. is a really good point to make. Uh, so yeah, and then you got another another two. Another, you got another twenty, have you, Ben? Yep. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Pretty much. The next one's a short one, though. You'll be glad to hear, and it is. We haven't seen this game in years. It was an indie game revealed at one of the Xbox showcases. It was called For Last Night. Oh, I it, remember it this. It was a two D yes. pixel art sort of game, but with really interesting three D elements to it. It looked gorgeous. Mm. But then it disappeared. So I really, really mm. hope it makes a reappearance because they're still in development. They've just stayed super quiet on it. Ooh, I mean, that's if we, if the uh, industry's taught us anything in the last sort of fourteen months, it's good to be quiet sometimes because Ooh, yes. uh, you don't want to blow your load too soon and end up in a cyberpunk situation where the pressure from fans is forcing you to take that bun out the oven quicker than it needs to be. Uh, so yeah, there's yeah. there's that. Um, I also think as well, we've got the situation with um, Dying Light 2, which has obviously just been, um, we've had an extra uh, trailer or a gameplay drop of that. And it looks so damn good. And they've been obviously postponing it, postponing it, postponing it. And everyone's kind of been a bit salty about the delays. But then when you actually see a really good product, it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Be quiet about it. That's fine. Just make it good when it comes out. The only thing that matters is the end product at the end of the day, surely. Absolutely. Okay, next. Next is... Right. (laughs) Take a deep breath, Ben. (laughs) Because this one (gasps) is about to get freaky. So... (laughs) 
I don't think this will be all revealed this year, but I do think that at least hints of this are where Xbox is ultimately going. We know that Xbox have a big focus on Game Pass and being a service. They're mm. less interested actually in pushing their consoles. So let me read it how I wrote it because it's just a bit overwhelming. Really. I do actually agree, and I'm mm. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pre- prelude this with I do agree with you. Go. Okay, so. Xbox Live, no more. I think they're going to scrap Xbox Live and they're going to find other ways to make money through their services. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see Game Pass and the Nintendo Switch. There's been some dealings between Xbox and Nintendo. Yeah. Um, and I think with Xbox bringing it into the phones and everything else, why not? It yeah. means developers get more money. It means Xbox gets more money. It means that they form a good working partnership with Nintendo, which is never a bad thing. Nintendo Absolutely. even benefits from it. Everyone benefits, even the gamers. Yep. So why yep. not? Yep. Likewise, I think eventually we'll see Steam come to Xbox. Ah, Not the whole of Steam, but like maybe a reduced catalogue or something along those lines. Uh-huh. Because everyone benefits again. Mm. And it's Xbox's way to form a partnership with Valve mm. and step their toes into VR via the Oculus Rift. Yep, yep. Xbox no. has compatibility for keyboard and mouse. Steam, it tried to do the Steam machines back in the day and that fell through. So Xbox and consoles provide a, a good means of achieving that goal. So... Yeah, why are we... You've got to question why we're so sectioned off in our different gaming... Gaming... Mm. What's the word to finish that sentence? I don't even know. But it's so locked off, isn't it, everything? And maybe that's the next step, is demolishing those walls a little bit. Yeah, no, I think maybe you're right. I mean, I've thought about that with Xbox and Nintendo for the longest time because I think it would make complete sense for them to kind of, like, combine those services. The, the beauty of Nintendo is that it's so it's such its own thing and i what i mean by that is just that nintendo has so many exclusives and ips that are you know unique to it and it really does what it does with no real major competitors and i think it's kind of sat back for many years and watched xbox and playstation go at it and i think it's sort of sitting pretty it's sort of safe it kind of exists outside of that remit whole of their audience whole of the catalog and I think, yeah, it, it would be really interesting to see Game Pass on the Switch and obviously Steam um, being integrated into Xbox. I do think there's a lot more dealings to be done there. I don't know whether we're going to see the death of the console war quite yet. Oh, I do no. think there will always be that for a while, but I completely agree that it's financially beneficial for Xbox for sure. And I think, yeah, that it will attract more people outside of it. Nintendo have been trying to get more third-party developers' games onto their console as well. And mm. and when I was talking about the kind of death of Xbox Live as a payable service, yeah, I think the the way in which Microsoft will make up that money will be will be through Game mm. Pass and other such things. And I think potentially in the future, Game Pass will have a tier system, but not yeah. yet. Far, yeah. definitely not yet. But um. No, I'm with you. I, that just brings more people into the gaming so you can get mm. the money in a long-term solution rather than a short-term solution. Yeah, wow. And then you got one more to, to wrap it up, I oh, guess. Yeah, I mean, you said it <laughs> earlier, but I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, I am longing for a teaser for the next Bioshock game. I'm longing. so intrigued as to, A, what setting they're going to choose, 
how they will design it, uh, approach the design of the game. You know, what, mm-hmm. what will the next Bioshock really be? And what would it look like without Ken Levine? Oh, that's the one thing I wish I could reach into the future and have a look at for sure. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's that's it. That's our, our bunch of um, wacky predictions. So let us know. Uh, you know, feel free to reach out to myself or to the My Game Fiction Addiction Twitter. We're pretty easy breezy. Let us know what you uh, what you're predicting, what you're looking forward to. E3 is just such a big event, and we can't stop talking about it. So yeah, yeah. take care of yourself, guys, and we'll speak to you again very soon. Bye. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want to be ya. E3 is so close, I can smell it. It's musky with a hint of banana. The event kicks off on June the 12th with Ubisoft Forward, where I am praying Beyond Good and Evil is going to be resurrected and runs through to the 15th of June. During that time, we'll get appearances from a bunch of studios and publishers, including... Capcom, Nintendo, Xbox, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Warner Brothers, Cock Media, Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, Gearbox, Xseed, Verizon, Freedom Games, DBSci Entertainment. <gasps> it's also important to note that as well as just E3's actual event, there are loads of conferences and schedules kicking off around E3 in general. We recently saw some new gameplay drops from Far Cry 6 and Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, on Saturday, June the 5th, um, this Saturday coming, as I'm recording this, we get the Indie Live Expo plus Black Voices in Gaming, which is one I definitely want to check out. Oh, and the Guerrilla uh, Collective Game Expo. Then on the 10th of June, Jeff Knightley has his Summer Game Fest. That kicks off. There's a lot, basically. There's a hell of a lot going down uh, from about the... 5th of June onwards so I'll pop the schedule in the episode notes and then you guys can watch it pretty easily on the internet places like Twitch Twitter and YouTube will all have it covered so that's it from us this month working on some class game episodes from Resident Evil to Portal so watch the space folks let us know your E3 predictions on Twitter we're at my game fiction and I'll see you in the next one bye bye <laughs> <laughs>